Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Dirt and Sprague. The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. David Posternock is the final hope. Stopped by Grubauer. That's Kraken hockey, baby. The Kraken get it done in the shootout. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. Happy Tuesday, everybody. How we doing? How we feeling? I'm not going to lie. I'm hurting a little bit, man. You're hurting a little bit. Well, I had to sign my tax paperwork yesterday. Okay. And it became real. That you're broke? Well, I was, I'm was. i at the age where every time I filled out tax paperwork, I've gotten money back. Mm. Every single time. Now, it's not a lot of money, but I get some money back. I didn't get money back this time. You I didn't know get that money back? Did not get money back. Did not get money you back. You owed money? Uh-huh. I owed money. Not good. And I... I was kind of banking on some of that money. You must be money bags. No, I, I, 
I just assumed that I did something wrong because, like, I got money back from one state that I work in, didn't get money back from the other one. Owed a lot. What Not state? fun. What state did you owe? Uh, the damn one up north. Washington? Yeah, the one I live in. I have no idea how their tax system works. I have no idea how taxes work in general. I pay a guy. Mm. And then my dad pays a guy. Dirt does his taxes by hand. Like on TurboTax? Or like no, he, he writes it. He gets the little hat on, and then he goes through each individual No, thing. he legitimately sits down with a tax form, and he fills it out by hand. That's Like ins- it's 1982. How does that... His dad and mom taught him. I've never been in the room with taxes. Like, my dad handles all of our family's money, and he's really good at it. And, well, uh, he's never let me down so far, so I trust him. And then he's got a person that he trusts that, that goes Is that the person all. you go to is your dad's guy? I go to my dad who goes to the guy. Are you sure your Although dad didn't screw something up? No, there's no way. So you owed money this year. I owed money this wow. year. Wow. It was rough. Yeah. Balling out. Well, and I, I'd been kind of warned... That I was going to owe some, that kind of came up, and it was like, eh, it's not real till I sign the paperwork. I signed the paperwork yesterday. Are you an independent contractor? No. Did you do a 1099? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 1099 form. Okay. I can tell you that. I got, and I had to fill it out, and I had to fill out a couple of them, because I mean, I work here, and I work at a couple different schools, and mm. I got some stocks and some bonds. Gotcha. I got to fill out that stuff. Okay. My guy, Eugene, my stock guy, sent me my stuff. You're leaking confidence in your financial descriptions I've here. never claimed to be great at finance. My no. last math class I took was when I was a junior in high school. I didn't have to take math in college. You didn't take math one time in college? I tested out of it. Didn't have to. What do you mean you tested out of it? I, I don't, don't think know. you could test out of math. I showed up and they were like, you don't have to take math or these like four history classes. And I was like, sweet, I won't then. Did and you... I was a comm major. I didn't have to take any math. So you got a Bachelor of Arts, not Science? I, I do have a Bachelor's of Science. Technically, a How athletic a... administration is a Bachelor's of Science. How did you get a Bachelor of Science without taking a math class? I had to take a math class with a I, Bachelor of Arts. I don't know what to tell you. All I know is that I went to school. Do football players just cheat and get away with everything at every level? Like I didn't cheat. FCS, yes. Division no. Three, Division yes. Two, NAIA. No. Like sure. None of them have to take school seriously at any level. I took school seriously. I did not cheat. I don't. Well, I didn't cheat a lot. Will. Will. What? You're young. You're going to learn a lot of things in your life. I'm telling you right now, there should be no conceivable path that you get a Bachelor of Science without having taken a math class in college. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, I took like an Econ 150 or something like that. So I guess, yeah, maybe that's a math class. I don't know if they would count that as a math class. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I took math 105. I tested out of that. And I got a C plus. <laughs> yeah, see, I tested out of it. And the Econ class I took, I took with like... Seven or eight other football players. So we just took all the tests together. I took second semester calculus and two 200-level statistics classes. So. See, I've never been in the room with calculus. We need to start investigating Ellensburg. Yeah. <laughs> Something doesn't smell right over here. Yeah, I know. I don't, I mean. And it ain't the lake. And it ain't the lake. <laughs> well, actually, it might be. That's where they dumped all the uh, all the dead cows from the butcher shop. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there used to be. Bad. There used to be a butcher out there. Those fish are eating well, then. Nah. Well, don't, don't swim in the pond. So um, you owe money, and you took no math class in college. Yeah. Yeah. life you live no it's 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 a wild life i look i find other people that are really good at what they do specifically math stuff my stock guy my tax person and i pay them mm. and then i trust uh-huh. that they are going to handle it 
and I go through uh, third-party systems, mm. a.k.a. Uh, my parents or my grandparents. Okay. And they're like, these, the, these are the people I use. And so I trust them, and those are the people I use. Sounds, they haven't let me down so far. Sounds a lot like the intro of, a, of an athlete doc that starts out saying, I trusted these people, and now you're broke, and you're doing a sit-down interview. Right, but I haven't trusted my pastor yet. Once I trust my pastor, then you guys can start worrying about what's going on with my money. <laughs> then you hit the bingo card of who to blame responsibility-wise. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it, it should be a lot more impressive that I was able to get a bachelor's of science without taking a math class. And the only real science class I took was the nutrition class that I just sat in the back and watched Netflix on. Huh. I think more people should be impressed by that. Uh, I gotta see. Yeah, mm. I mean, it sounds like you lived a pretty privileged uh, <laughs> was it privi educational I... life at uh, Central Washington. No, I, I mean... Look, I was student athlete of the year. What more do you want from me? I had one C. And is that a real? That is that a real thing? Student athlete of the year? You really? Yeah, that's I've got a the, real thing. You I've, won. I've got the picture. I'll show you. I've tweeted it out before. I'll tweet it out again. Is it like just of the offensive linemen at the football no, program? No, the, or? the entire athletic department all of the athletes i beat everyone wow yeah okay. i mean it was the covid year but so it does was it count or not count it was a covid is it like a dodgers world series championship it doesn't hey, really hey, count hey, knock it off what what Too do you want from me for that tani's gonna dh today don't ruin it well i i feel bad over here he owes money That's yesterday right. yesterday i'm not yeah. kidding during it one hurt. of our breaks he's like yeah, you know, I got a little money, but I'm a broke boy. And then he comes in today and he's like, I uh -huh. owe money in taxes. And I'm just like baffled. What went wrong and how did you screw uh -huh. it up? And he also shows me a photo of his brother. He has a brother. I didn't know this. Yeah, Lucas. that I knew. Shout out Lucas. You knew that? I knew he had a brother, yes. And his brother has hair down to his nipples. Uh -huh. And I said, is this a recent photo? He said, yeah, this is. And I go, "How? he's got a full head of hair? And he goes, yeah, that bastard. <laughs> And I just, I'm stumped genetically how one brother's completely bald and the other brother has hair to the nipple. Well, I don't, mm. I don't look like any of my, any of my family. I guess like facially, I look like my dad, like our facial structures. But okay. when you talk about size, I'm the tallest and it's by five inches. Oh, your brother's short then. He's six feet. Okay. So he's my height. Yeah. My, my brother's six feet. I'm six five. Everyone else is 5'11 or smaller. And you say your dad looks like you in the face. Are you sure? Or is that something yeah. you tell yourself? No, no, you know no, 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 <laughs> no. It's a, it's a similar look, and then it's a it's a similar act. It's, Love it if your dad was black, and you're like, yeah, we look just alike. We're the <laughs> like, same. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like, uh, you're something, adopted. Something's going on there. No, I I look the same. It's a, And I act similar. It's just... Uh, it seems like every I know my great grandpa on the Ortner side. He was a big dude. He was like six two, six three. Yeah. And then my poor grandpa Gary, he's like five five. That's your mom's side. That's my dad's side. Oh, because Ortner, Grandpa Gary Ortner. Oh, so your your dad's dad is five five, but I your dad's so. dad's dad is six two, two yeah. six three. Well, because great grandma Evie, she was only like mm. five feet tall, but she. She lived a long time. Interesting uh, genetic gene pool you've got going on there. Yeah, you know we're uh, we're all over the map. Yeah, I think I think there's some Italian in there at some okay. point. I've all got right. a red beard, so I'm clearly Irish at yeah, some point. Yeah, I got a little bit of the English, the Irish stuff in my right. DNA as well. A lot, yeah. lot of European. I'm big and tall, so I'm sure some Viking got in there at some point. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, well, it the just, Vikings dominated at one point. That's right. It just seems to skip every. Every couple generations, every two two to three generations, we get a tall Ortner. 
I uh, once I got in, lucky. I once in a while learn things about uh, just random history factoids, and two things I've learned that have made me sad. One, the origin of spam and why it is so popular in Hawaii. It's kind of depressing to learn about why that is. Uh, but two is the Vikings. Do you know Vikings actually didn't wear those helmets with horns on them? I mean, you yeah, know that's kinda. fake. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the same thing with like the chop with the Chiefs, and they do the whole sound. Ah, like mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's not what the natives were doing. Well, that's yeah, that's the white versions of right. Native American culture, unfortunately, right. and it's right. uh, it's why in 2024 as a Braves fan. I awkwardly just watched that on my TV, and I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. think I'd be doing this if I was there. But, you know, I guess they're in the moment, whatever. But, yeah, I was disappointed to learn that Vikings didn't actually wear those helmets with horns on them. I don't think they wore any helmets. It kind of makes just... them less badass to me. I don't know, dude. They would get on a ship, row across the ocean, I across know. the sea. I, I'm, I know. And then just go murder everyone. Just do Take whatever what they, they want. want yeah. And then they'd go back to Iceland and be like, make sure we're back for winter time. But I need the visual of the horned hat on like the leader of the Vikings. And cool it, hair, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Long flowing locks in the ocean breeze. And shave the sides, but then have the long Ragnar look. But there's something a little intimidating about that horn helmet that made me just go, man, you... I'd never mess with these guys, but definitely never mess with them now. And now that you tell me they didn't wear them, I'm like, yeah, okay. Do you think they were like big on headgear? They're like, hey, you know, for next year's raids, we got to watch out on our concussion protocol. <laughs> we don't want anyone safety equipment. to have any head injury issues. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I'm not going to get into Valhalla. I had to retire. Too many concussions. I think they were crazy enough to not even think about any of that. They just get on the boat like, let's just go take it. Like, just murder and take everything. Oh, you lost your arm? That'll be okay. Just put a put a bandage on it. You'll be all right. Well, it wasn't the whole thing like they wanted to die in war. Like, that's how they got to Valhalla, which was like their heaven. Yeah, basically. What don't, a crazy... Don't they put their body... It is... I know the movie Thor did it, but didn't Vikings put their bodies on boats and then like just yeah, and then drift them and then shoot them with like flaming arrows? Is that a real thing? That's what Vikings on the History Channel taught me, yeah. so uh, I believe it. Yeah, but that that's Viking show, go. that Viking show that was so popular, I, that was awesome. See, I didn't watch it, oh, you and I still haven't watched. It. I've heard great things, uh, but it was going on at the same time as Game of Thrones. It was like a kind of pick your poison for me. Uh, it's hard to watch TV when you have kids. Just an FYI. And so I'll you gotta you, know. you gotta make your choices here. You're like, yeah, this or that. Yeah. But I feel like when I saw snippets of that show, they were wearing the horned helmet. And I'm like, yo, this is on the History Channel and it's an accurate history. What are we <laughs> well, doing? Well, uh, here's the issue with that show, and as much as I love that show, um, it's a lot of Viking tales, so they know that all those people were real. They just yeah. Or obviously. at least they think Ragnar is the hard one. So, like, Ragnar is supposed to have been the father to, like, Bjorn Ironside, um, uh, Sigmund, Snake in the Eye, and then Ivar the Boneless, which mm. Ivar is probably the most popular, right? People know who Ivar the Boneless is. I've never heard of Ivar the, bo- the Boneless until right this moment. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I had heard of I'm him not before. very up on my Viking stuff. It was just a random factoid that they never wore those helmets. Right. Okay. So, well, Ivar is known. Like, everyone knows he existed. Here are these battles that he was in. Mm-hmm. They can't prove that Ragnar as one singular person existed, but that there were Ragnars around. So there's like multiple Vikings that have somehow in history and storytelling 
morphed into one just big badass Viking. That there might be three or four of them, po- and that's a possibility. That or there was just a big badass Viking. I yeah, I'd rather there just be one big badass Viking. It's disappointing to hear that. Like it's store and, and look, that's this show is awesome. You play a game of telephone with three hundred people. Whatever you start that game with, it's oh, not going to end the same, right? So if you're telling me this, it, it it lends itself to me to be like, there was probably like nine of them. And they're like, what if we just tell the tale of all of us as one person and we call him Ragnar? And well, it's just like, okay. And then, then he's that's the story. father of all these other great sure, Vikings. Yeah. They can all trace their lineage to <laughs> Ragnar. Right, because maybe their dads abandoned them. Right. You know, well, they, were, they were single children. They didn't know how to cope with it. So back in the day when they started, you know, becoming Vikings... They're like, hey, let's make ourselves feel better. What if we all had the same dad? Like, let's all have the same <laughs> dad named Ragnar. Yes. Common name in our time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You should be a Viking for Halloween. I don't do Halloween. What do you mean you don't do Halloween? You're, I just throw on like a, I, I throw a hockey jersey on. What? I didn't even I didn't even have a costume last year. Uh, I wore this in a beanie. You're a swigard. That's really unfortunate. Hey, they they I might get time. me if they might get me a new costume this year. The Dung Kings. We might be the Dung Kings. We might That's be the Dung actually Kings. sick. Yeah, I want a Dung Kings. Uh, How do you not? Jumpsuit. How do you it's not? It's so cool. And I'm not a jumpsuit guy, but me it's either. Sweet. I don't want to get the pants. I think I'm out on the pants. Oh, I think we do the whole. Th- if we're doing it, we do the whole. You thing. do the whole outfit. You Absolutely. Go like I got to get the pink sunglasses from. Uh, you want to be Brady or or Damon? Uh, Damon. Okay, I'll be Brady. I'm not tall enough to be Brady. Uh, you're the you're. I think you're a little taller than I am. You would have to maybe be Brady. Well, then who's get? We, we Dirt to- would have to be Damon. He's the shortest <laughs> one. Oh, that's true. Damn, that would make me Affleck. <laughs> I gotta paint Ooh, a beard. Is on Affleck my face. taller than Brady? Brady is like six no. four. No. Well, Affleck's not small. He's think, six one. Yeah, six I think Affleck. Oh, I thought my, he was like six three. No, I think he's about you and I's height in real life. Huh? All right. So you're Brady. I'm Affleck, and Dirt will be Damon. You I'm gonna look to, ridiculous you have walking. To try my to dog. grow a beard. <laughs> I can't grow a beard. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, uh, Affleck's six. I might have to be Affleck. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, what if I paint it? What if I, I just, can grow a beard? Have you seen Affleck's beard? It kind of looks like it's painted anyway. Yeah. Maybe I'll just paint it on. Uh, all right. Well, let's get it going. We got a busy show today. Uh, Will Ortner's here to make some money because he owes the state of Washington that's right. some. That's right. That's so right. Uh, let's get it going. We'll start. Uh, we got a busy show. I'll tee it up, but uh, we'll start. With some great angry coaching audio from yesterday's action. We'll start there. Dirt and Sprague, good to be with you on 1080 The Fan. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart. Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, welcome back in. 621 on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Max Chadwick is going to join us from Pro Football Focus. Uh, He's got his latest mock draft. He was on a week ago. And so we'll touch bases with Max Chadwick. Get his thoughts on, uh, got audio today from old Merrill Hodge. He was, uh, he did another interview and sounding off on some of the Uh, prospects in this. What's Hodge up to? You know, he's doing his own thing. I guess MerrillHodge.com. And he did an interview in D.C., and he got to the point where he was talking for so long, they went, hey, Merrill, we love to keep talking, but we have commercial breaks. <laughs> and he goes, all right, let me know anytime you want to want me to hop back on. And I'm like, maybe I should go to MerrillHodge.com and see if getting him on the show would be uh, possible, even though we don't have a football team. But Merrill Hodge just chimed in again, and so we'll get to that audio. Curious Max Chadwick's thoughts on that takeaway. So he'll join us coming up here at the bottom of the hour. It is a Tuesday so get those uh, mail sack questions in. We'll do the mail sack at 8.15. We got a Will Ortner edition of the mail sack. Any and all questions are welcome. Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. You can hit us up on YouTube, Twitter, anything you want. Just reach out in any way and shoot a question to the mail sack. We'll get to it at 8.15. We have angry coach audio from an NBA game last night. Yes, the game that everybody had to get home and watch on time. The Detroit Pistons at the New York Knicks. Knicks have the ball. 19 seconds left. They're down three, mind you. So they the Knicks have the ball. They're down three to the Pistons at home. The mighty, mighty Pistons. And this is the play-by-play cut uh, from old one Mike Breen of uh, MSG Network. Inbound deflected. Chase down, saved by Grimes to Fontecchio. Knocked away, Hardenstein picks it up. Out to DiVincenzo. Ten seconds ago, he throws it away. Ball loose, picked up by Brunson. Brunson inside the heart. Hards banks it in. Out of foul. Knicks take the lead. So there was Mike Breen there. And if you, if you, if you can't see it, it's just a play-by-play cut. When DiVincenzo throws the ball away, Asar Thompson gets the ball. And he dribbles up, and DiVincenzo just body checks him in the legs. The ball gets loose. Knicks get the ball. You hear the end sequence there. Monty Williams of the Pistons, who's had a miserable year as the (laughs) highest or former highest paid coach in the NBA, they have been just terrible this year. He did not hold back on the officiating in the postgame. The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. 
we've we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game. Period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long. And enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called. Period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And that was not fair. I'm done. Well, he delivered that really well, though, didn't he? He's had a bad year, but, man, he said that really well. Yet, weren't, wasn't it the game there was a, a foul on a three-point attempt that wasn't a foul? Wasn't that the Pistons and Knicks, too? I believe it was. He's had a couple moments. He mentioned it there where they that, had to ride that's been the He's been waiting on that one for a while. Well, I also feel like when you have so few wins to have one where it feels like you got it completely stolen from you, you're going to be more fired up than usual. And I've never heard a Monty Williams interview where I didn't feel like he, he came off as probably one of the smartest, if not the smartest guy in the room. I, I think he does a really good job of getting his point across. It almost felt like the ref at that point that was on that side that had the view to make that call. He apologized. That ref admitted. He said, I, I missed the call, point blank, unacceptable. It almost seemed like he... He wanted to do uh, like a swallow your whistle type thing yes. where it's like at the end of the game, I'm going to swallow my whistle. I'm not going to have the call here. And then it m gets made even worse when Josh Hart goes down and he scores. And then that foul gets called, which it was a foul. It was a great call. But uh, it seems like in basketball and football, when you get into the final 20 seconds, 15 seconds of a game, you'll stop hearing whistles blown because officials don't want to be the one that calls the ticky-tack foul, but then these egregious tackles almost get away with it. What do you prefer, the swallowing of a whistle or the calling if you think it looks or is a foul? Because we've had two instances of this, and they're not the same thing at all in terms mm. of the importance. Nobody watched this Knicks-Pistons game. Nobody. Right. Okay? But that play went kind of viral, and then his post game went viral, and here's the Pistons with eight wins. They could have got nine, should have had nine, mm -hmm. and they don't. They swallow the whistle there. Or we could go to two Super Bowls ago. The Bradbury. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, 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 the pass interference call on the Eagles that, that teed up the, the Chiefs to get the game-winning field goal. And I think it's really just more about your own – personal feel for it because it happens every week I, the one that sticks out to me is the Sunday night Chiefs Green Bay game where Travis Kelsey's getting ready to jump up to go and try and catch a Hail Mary in the end zone and the Green Bay defensive back is standing on his shoulder oh they'll never call P.I. on a Hail Mary right even though there's clear blatant P.I. every time and so to me it, it's hard because you have to find a way and I think referees need to swallow their whistle when it comes to ticky-tack fouls. Hey, is that going to be a close foul? Is that probably a foul? But when most people see it, did it really affect the outcome? But when you have someone that actually gets tackled, like Thompson did, yes, DiVincenzo is going for the ball, but he almost looks like a soccer player where they go to slide tackle and they miss time where the ball is and they just completely take out um, 
the the offensive player running forward, it looked like he just mistimed it and tackled Thompson. That has to get called. And so it has to get called every time. One of our listeners texted into the Vancouver Four text line, I haven't really followed NBA this year, but is it like the NFL season where everyone is saying it's the worst year of officiating? Well, you've heard me, I don't know how many times, saying night to night, game to game, none of the top, the NBA has the least consistent, the worst of the big four professional sports leagues. I do find that it's, well, but NFL and NBA. NFL gets a bigger deal because there's fewer games and they're more magnified. And when you have, I mean, the number of calls that go on in an NBA game, but if you look at it, you know, stuff going back in first and second quarters and stuff where it's not this situation where it's a one possession game in the final minute and everybody's like, oh, but isn't it a hard, I mean, it's the thing about it. I don't need to defend officials here. That was, I don't know how you stand right there and watch that get done and you don't do anything. It's a hard sport to officiate. No, it is. The way that they initiate contact with the offensive guy into a defensive guy and the way that, I don't know. I just, I feel like the way that guys manipulate angles and their bodies, it's just like, I, I don't know. In real time, this stuff is hard. It's hard to officiate that sport. The NFL has just a ton of open-ended penalties. It's like, depending on your viewpoint, this is this could be a but foul. But the NFL also gives, because of the nature of the game and it, you know, a play happens and then you review it. The officials are now, okay, don't blow the whistle right away. Mm -hmm, Let it run out and we can fix it on replay after. You can't do that in an NBA game. I would have wanted to be as a smartass. I would have wanted to say, thanks, Monty. This was not a big game. Nobody (laughs) in the world thought this was a big game. (laughs) A big game. It's a big game for him because he could have finally got a win, right? They're terrible. They're horrible. They're fighting for a win. And... For Monty, he's been very successful for the most part in his NBA coaching career. I bet this is wearing and draining on you. So, of course, he's going to be fired up when you have something like this happen. And it's not the first time that it's happened. When you get a contract that makes you at one point the highest paid coach and there's an expectation to take a climb and you become the worst team in the league. Right. Yeah, I think every game is going to start wearing on you. Max Chadwick covers uh, college football for PFF. He's got his latest mock draft out. We'll talk a little mock draft NFL prospects with him coming up next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs. 
5 to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, an early Daily Ticker here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, but a good one because we've got our good friend Max Chadwick, PFF.com, the latest. This mock draft is out. I put it out on Twitter, at Dirt and Sprague. You can find all his great content on his Twitter. Max Chadwick joins us. Good morning, Max. Good to have you back on, man. Uh, It's only been a week, but I want to ask, how much has changed for you just going through the mocks, going through talking to people? Combine week is here, and so some people are going to work out, some people aren't. How much has changed for you just in the last week on this stuff? Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on again. And yeah, I actually just got to uh, Indianapolis yesterday. We're actually in the convention center right now, uh, about to hear some head coaches and GMs speak. But yeah, I don't think much has changed for me, honestly, uh, in terms of how I feel about this prospect. We'll see how they work out, obviously, too. But you don't want to overreact uh, to any of the, you know, quote unquote, underwear Olympics that are going on. But at the same time, it's a very important event at the same time. So uh, I'm really excited to see, you know, what these processes can do, the ones that are working out. Uh, so yeah, it should be a fun week. What's the position for you you're kind of circling going into the combine? I know a lot of the talk is quarterback, but what's another position for you you're circling of interest for this week? Yeah, I think the corner class is really interesting. Uh, I, I think depending on who you ask, there's going to be a different top corner for everyone. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing those guys work out. I think one of the top guys, Cooper DeGene, will not be working out because he's still recovering from his broken fibula. But uh, everyone else should be working out. Quinion Mitchell, uh, Nate Wiggins, guys like Terry on Arnold, Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, we've seen a lot of different CB1s for a lot of different people. Uh, so I'm excited to see if one of them can kind of emerge in this, what right now is a wide open class. Well, you mentioned Cooper DeGene right there, and obviously he's still coming back from his injury. So what are some things that he can do or that other corners can do that are working out that would allow them to jump him or allow him to show NFL scouts, GMs, executives that he should be the number one quarterback coming off the board when he can't show any of his physical abilities? Yeah, so I think, you know, obviously he's a great athlete. But I, one thing that I love about him, I actually was fortunate enough to interview him before the season, uh, and he was a terrific kid uh, interviewing-wise. And I think that's kind of an underrated part about the combine that people tend to forget is that these guys are meeting with NFL teams and they are trying to make a first impression. Um, and as you guys know, I mean, as everyone knows, honestly, you know, making a first impression at job interviews is critical. So uh, I think he could really shine in those interviews. But otherwise, you know, the other top corners like Nate Wiggins, uh, you know, Quinion Mitchell, those are guys who are really, really good athletes. I think they could shine uh, in the testing portion of this, too. So uh, interviews are critical, but the guys who are working out, too, can show, like, hey, I'm a step above the others in terms of athleticism. I think that could really, you know, help set them apart. Max Chadwick, our guest here, PFF.com. He's got the latest mock draft at PFF.com. Find it. Find him on Twitter. He is at the Combine now joining us live 
from Indianapolis. Uh, it's become quite the chatter. Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to do anything. He said pro day at Ohio mm-hmm. State. No thanks. Combine. No thanks. I am who I am. You know my name. You know my tape. Malik Neighbors also not participating in much combine stuff. I saw Roma Dunes. They said he's trying to he's trying to run sub four four. So he's going to do some stuff at the combine. How do you break this stuff down for yourself, Max? Like, how do you, Neighbors, Odunze, Harrison Jr., how do you power rank those three guys for yourself? Yeah, I, for me, it's pretty clear. Um, and I know it's not for a lot of people, and I can understand that. But for me, it's pretty clearly Marvin's number one, uh, Neighbors is number two, and Rome is number three. Now, I would still take all three of them in the top ten, and I think you can make an argument for Marvin and, and uh, Neighbors to go in the top five. But uh, I still think Marvin Harrison Jr. is a step above the other two right now uh, as a prospect, and I think Malik Neighbors is, you know, he was the best receiver in college football this past year, honestly. So uh, I think he's the number two for me, and I would probably put Roman Dunes at number three. But like I said, I think all are worthy of being top ten picks, and I think all three of them are probably going to be future wide receiver ones in the NFL. Uh, how would you gauge Troy Franklin? I know he's not in this conversation with those three. They seem to have set themselves apart, and we'll see what that order is going to be come draft day. How, how do you view Troy Franklin, the wide receiver from Oregon? Some mocks I have him late first. Some will have him, you know, early to mid second. How do you view Troy Franklin as a prospect? Yeah, like I said, I think it's a pretty clear top three receivers. But I think after that, it gets a little bit more open. I think he's kind of competing with a guy like Brian Thomas Jr., the other LSU receiver. He's probably competing with him for that wide receiver four slot right now. So I like Troy Franklin. He's a bigger receiver at six foot three. Got to put on some weight though. I believe he's only around 185 to 190 pounds. Uh, but he's a really good athlete. So I, he actually, I think, will, will test really well at this combine, uh, depending on how much he actually does. But, yeah, I like Troy Franklin a lot, and I think you know he should be picked somewhere in the top 25 to 30, in my opinion. Max, you have Michael Penix in your latest mock draft over at PFF. Uh, you have him going number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. It seems like Penix has a real volatile uh where he'll be drafted when you look at all the different experts some people have him high like you do some people have him in the second round some people have him even further down than that what are some things that Penix can do this weekend that's going to help vault him up as high as you have him and why do you think he's going to be taken so high so I actually funny enough that actually mock draft uh is me and my co-host on my show Dalton and we actually split up the picks mm. uh he loves Michael Penix Jr. so he actually was a one to pick Penix there I probably wouldn't go that high for him but, you know, Dalton loves – I mean, he obviously was one of the best quarterbacks in college football this past year. This is a huge week for him, a huge, huge week. Uh, he is th- he's one of the few quarterbacks that actually is throwing at the combine, so that's great for him. And the other thing is uh, medicals are a huge, huge thing at the combine. And, obviously, Michael Penix Jr. has had his fair share of injuries uh, in his career already. So, um, obviously, you know, a couple of torn ACLs. I think he's had four season-ending injuries total in his career. Um Medicals are going to be massive for Michael Penix Jr. And obviously the throwing portion, too, will be good for NFL teams to see you know, how he does in that setting as well. But uh, I, I really think that the medicals are, are really key for Michael Penix Jr. If it checks out for him, maybe he will re-enter the first-round conversation. But if they don't check out, uh, we could see him maybe slip to the, the second or third round, honestly. Who do you think is going to win the number 2 battle? We, we all assume Caleb's going one. I think that noise is pretty loud at this point, that that's a done deal. Who do you think gets number 2, Jaden or Drake May? I personally, I, I think it should be Drake May. I, I also see the quarterback class, like the receiver class, like there's a pretty clear one, two, three. Uh, but there is a lot of smoke that Jaden Daniels could go number two overall. Dalton actually even took Jaden Daniels number two overall in that mock draft. So um, I, it's definitely a close race. But in my opinion, I, I think Drake should be the guy that the commanders go with at number two. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm racing to see whether or not they actually will do that. Uh, how many times have you gone to the combine before this year, Max? Yes, I went last year. Yeah. What is what do you enjoy about it? I, I'm sure it's pretty exhausting. It's an all day thing. You're you're interviewing some of these players as they're going through their workouts or just hanging around to talk. What what's your favorite part of the combine? I think it's just cool to rub elbows with a, a bunch of people that you know you look uh, admire honestly in this industry, not only in the media industry, but I mean funny enough like you're out at the bars at night and you see like some nfl head coaches at the bars too and it's just like wow this is like this is pretty sick so that's definitely the coolest part of it is uh you know all these people that you follow on twitter and admire their work and you actually get to meet them in person i think that's kind of the the coolest part of the whole experience max we've had you on maybe four or five times so i'll get you out here with this one and let's let's be honest it's the trust tree okay we feel like we know each other pretty well (laughs) who who do we want to rub elbows with the most who who mentally is max chadwick going "Ah, i might actually sidle up next to who at this combine oh good question um you know, if I could get next to Caleb Williams at any point during this whole week, I think that would be a, a success for me. But other than that, no, I, I think there's a lot of guys, uh, guys like Austin Gale at the ringer. I, I think does a terrific job. Ben Solak at the ringer does a terrific job as well. Um, I know both of them personally, thankfully. So, I, you know, I already have an established relationship with them, but they are two of the best in the business, in my opinion. So talking to them has always been uh, a wonderful experience. And, and seeing them here in Indianapolis is definitely really cool, too. I tend to agree with you. Could you tell Ben Solak to at least just text me back no on coming on the show? I think I've texted him 88 <laughs> times, and I never can get a response. But... I, I text him all the time just checking in to see how he's doing, and he rarely texts me back, too. So don't feel too bad. He's a, he's a pretty bad texter for everyone. That's okay. I listen to his show. He's like the oldest 20-something I've ever heard in my oh, life. Oh, he's like so... 26 years old. Yeah, he's like 26. Yeah, he, he's killing it right now. So but, yeah, he's He's unbelievable. Yeah, no, you are too, though, Max. Thanks for hopping on with us. The latest mock is a lot of fun. Enjoy Indianapolis, and we'll catch up with you soon. Of course, man. Appreciate having me on. All right, there we go. Great stuff from Max Chadwick. PFF.com covers college football and the NFL draft. He is in Indianapolis, and uh, I've always wanted to go to this event. I know it's uh, Indianapolis isn't a destination city, but you always hear about what is the steakhouse? St. Elmo's? Is that say, the name of it? I think so, yeah. Everybody I goes to St. Elmo's. They drink scotch and they and have bourbon the, and... the shrimp cocktails. Supposedly the cocktail sauce has more horseradish than anywhere else. Oh, you give it to me. Cleans out the system for you. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Uh, good stuff from Max Chadwick uh, from PFF.com. We'll, yeah, we'll talk some more mock draft. There's some interesting audio from mm. our old friend Merrill Hodge, of uh, formerly of ESPN on a couple of these prospects. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up uh, at the top of the hour. Up next, I want to get to a story that randomly circulated involving Portland, and I don't know why, and it's pretty ridiculous. Next on The Fan. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. 
I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Will Ortner in. Swag hanging out. Got an important note station-wise to tell you about at the top of the hour. We got some audio on one of these draft prospects. Saw random. I was doing some show prep yesterday. God, when my life is timed perfectly, it's like, why don't I do this more often? And yesterday was one of those days I got home I took care of some business, and I had like an hour and a half of just me time. And I'm like, my kid's not going to be home. I can show prep. Here I go. And I just happened to be on the internet when randomly I saw that Bronny James is going to get drafted by Portland in the second round of the 2025 (laughs) draft. And I went, what? And the tweet was basically Jonathan Gavoni of Draft Express ESPN's draft coverage They were trying to say that he was reporting that this was going to happen. Now, he came out and basically, like, this is ridiculous. This is, talk about aggregating content that I didn't say. (laughs) He was more just saying that Bronny's more likely going to be in the 2025 draft. He had to deal with the cardiac arrest thing this year. Right. And he's, you know, the season hasn't quite been what maybe some thought it would be. I don't know what they expected from a 6'3", point guard, two guard at USC in year one, but... He's averaging like five points and three rebounds, okay? So it's statistically, yes. a season isn't amazing. LeBron did not share your just kind of curiosity about it. Well, look, Swag, am I pretty pro-LeBron? Yes. As a player? Yes. I will, I will argue and debate LeBron with people as a basketball player. What I will also do, to be fair, I will notice and mock the hypocrisy of LeBron. And it showed itself yesterday because the internet owned him. He sent out a tweet yesterday basically saying, can you let this kid just live his life and enjoy college and stop putting expectation on him? Well, we had seen two months prior that he tweeted out, watching League Pass and Bronny better than most of these cats I'm watching. It's crazy. Well, the best quote of all time is, I'm not going to coach my son. I'm going to do my best to stay in the stands so that no one can figure out that LeBron James Jr., is my son. Yeah, that he he's... does it all the time. <laughs> Just a father of four. And I love LeBron. When Sierra Canyon fan. with Bronny came to the Les Schwab Invitational, there was a at least four-person documentary film crew following him everywhere mm-hmm. that everybody had to work around. You're not wrong. He also had like four people as security. And one of those people, because I had I was with some family and my nephew's like, how come there's security? I'm like, let him live his life. I was like, because he's a billionaire. <laughs> I know he doesn't feel like it right now warming up, but he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, there's going to be security there. <laughs> the thing is, like, you cannot be chastising America for putting expectation or talking about his draft future while in the same way, two months prior, you're like, he's better than most of the league. Right. Dude, you're LeBron saying that. That's obviously going to carry some weight. He's also clearly not. Look, he has a lot of room to grow, and yes. there's nothing wrong with that. I look at a local kid, Peyton Pritchard, and he was 
much better than Bronny in his freshman year. Now it's a little different. Bronny obviously had his cardiac arrest, but Peyton Pritchard was a better high school player than Bronny James. Yes. And but it took him four years. He had to stay four years at Oregon to fully understand how to play the position of a point guard, how to be a team leader. And now he's turned into a very good role player for a Boston Celtics team that is in the conversation of winning a title. He's a he's a he's a good role player. He's okay. He's a good if he was on if he was on a worse team, well he would get get more more playing time. Yeah. He would get more shine. He's on a better team, so he gets a little bit less shine. But he's a good role player. Maybe that can be something that Bronny achieves. But he needs to stay longer, and he's going to have unwanted and unnecessary scrutiny because he's LeBron James' kid. But everyone is going to have to go through that. That is a son of a former He'll get a bigger stage next year if he stays when they go to the Big Ten, and he's playing... He should he start starts, next year. Yeah, and he but, should, assuming his we'll health. See. Assuming yeah. his health is okay, right? It's it's just going to take time. I, you know, I he needs he, more time. He's a but I, he's a six three shooting guard, and but I said this about him in the high school process because Sheldon uh, Jackson I loved, was recruiting. I, him. I came away more impressed with him Me because too. he was efficient. He was a great teammate. He played both ends of the floor. He plays defense. He plays defense. He plays smart. He's not just sitting there jacking up as many shots the minute as he can when he touches the ball. Can he find a place as a role guy at some point in his career in the league? I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But if he stays in college, I think if he comes out, he'll probably get a sniff because he's Bronny James Jr. Yeah, the question is, can he roll over and play point? Because he played shooting guard and he didn't have... I don't know what his handles are like. That's well, if he wants to play in the NBA yeah. at six three. Mm-hmm. He's a legit six three, by the way. Yeah. Like some websites list him at six four, six five, and I'm no, like, he's I've six seen three, him. He's but six he's put three. together. He's yeah. solid. He's not tiny. Um, he's got the James so jeans. If he can if he can develop mad, you know, ball handling skills to yeah. be able to play the point or at least a backup or a combo guard in the NBA, then I think he might have some staying power. Now I want you to picture this real quick. Twenty twenty five's just happened. We're at a press conference, and we're sitting in front of Cooper Flag and LeBron James Jr. <laughs> and you know what's funny about that? Oh, and then is uh, is uh, Phil Knight finally purchased the Trailblazers, no. and they're signing forty-eight year old LeBron to a one-year free agent Jody's, deal as well. Is that part of the package? Right in between them. Well, That's the, fu- what's happening. the funny thing about this is my brother-in-law <laughs> made a really good point. You know, we're always the team that gets the lesser than sibling and or thing. I never thought about this, and then he pointed it out. We got Harvey Grant, yeah, not Horace. Yep. We got Robin Lopez, not Brooke. Although we did get C.J. McCollum and not his brother. His brother's not in the NBA. Oh, okay. Uh, what's another <laughs> one we got? Oh, we, we already had Olivier Saar, so we probably are going to miss out on Alex, even though he's going to maybe be the number one pick. What was the other one? He gave me one more. Uh, what? Well, you know, that's... Uh... Oh, and we got Chris instead of Keegan Murray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, We, we yeah. always get the lesser than version. No offense to some of these players who have had good careers. But, yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all if we ended up with LeBron James Jr. And we become the one franchise he just refuses to move to a city and go, eh, I'm not going to play for them. I'll wait for Bronny to get out of there. Well, I, I think the real question is, if Bronny comes in and is a good role player, how does that affect LeBron versus Jordan? I mm. think that's the real legacy question. That well, we're LeBron have wins to at that point because his kid made the league and Michael couldn't get his kids in the league. I can't wait for that to be a first take segment. 
It's going to be fantastic. Oh, that's definitely a Nick Wright. Like, that's, that's how he wins the debate, right? That's going to come up. It's going to be none of MJ's kids made it. But LeBron yes. was able to father a son that got <laughs> to the NBA and was a role player. The hot take business is so dumb to me. I can it's already awesome. hear Nick Wright using that and then going, what's the best Mike did? His kid married Scotty's ex-wife. <laughs> and it's going to be like, how has the discourse slipped to this level? Didn't even marry her. Was only fiance. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver Ford text line has a great one. Seth Curry. Oh, that was another one. He said we got Seth instead of Seth. Seth Curry. Like, we always get, we get the sibling. And some of these players are good players, but. Get the hand-me-down. They're not the brothers. They're not King James. They're little Prince James, you know? It's kind of what it is. Uh, loaded second hour. This NFL analyst really doesn't like this quarterback in the draft. We'll kick off hour number two and an important station note next on The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.